Hello everybody, this is Pastor Jay from the Big Woods Community Church. I wanted to talk with you a little bit about the stuff going on in the world. I'm getting a lot of people asking me uh, for biblical perspectives on things going on uh, because things have taken a very serious turn. Uh, people are very concerned and really rightly so, you should be. Um, and I'm not trying to use these times that we're in as a scare tactic to try to get people to come to church, but I am a truth preacher. I'm a reality preacher. I've told people that all the years of this ministry that Jesus Christ has given me to perform on this earth. I'm going to preach you truth. I'm going to talk to you about truth, and I'm going to give you a realistic perspective of things of where we're actually at in this moment. Um Things are extremely perilous in this world. We're going to get into that in just a minute. But, you know, people run to the Bible when it comes time, when, when things get shaky in in the world and things are starting to get real, so to speak. Uh, people want to run to the truth, and, and, and you should. Uh, Jesus spoke to us. His voice is absolute truth. The things that he says is truth. Listen, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to use this as scare tactics to get someone to come to church. But I know I can tell you, I was not raised in church. And uh, many, many years ago, uh, I got saved trying to help my brother, who was hooked on cocaine, and thought I was a good guy, and realized that there was an unseen world that I had no idea existed. And man, when I allowed Christ to come into my heart, and I accepted Jesus as my personal Savior, and I meant it, and it just wasn't uh, word salad, so to speak, or or me just providing lip service. I meant it. And he came into my life, changed my life. I became a new creation in Christ. I read those very words later on, and it just confirmed my faith. I didn't know uh, what was going to happen to me. There's no way I could have faked it. There's no way I could have planned it. It just it couldn't have been. But when I went back and read the Bible, and it showed me the very, it explained and showed me the very experiences that I had in my heart and life, like when I changed. The, 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 the scripture says that if a man is in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away, and behold, all things become new. We inherit a peace that surpasses all understanding. We get a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. All those things, I read those things, and I thought, man, somebody's writing a letter to me that was written thousands of years ago. There's no way that this can not be real. That being said, this is what I wanted to talk to everyone about. And, and, I, and I want you to listen very carefully. I'm not going to go in great detail on end time prophecy, but I do want to tell you where we are at and the possibility of things that are happening. Rest assured, nobody knows the day nor the time. The Lord said this, but we can see the signs because he said this too. He said, you know, you're able to look up into the sky and you're able to, to discern, and I'm paraphrasing here, you're able to discern when storms are ready to come or you're able to discern the seasons and things. So shall it be to those who has an ear to hear, okay? Jesus said this, to those that has an ear to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. That means... If we're listening and we're tuned into Christ, if the Holy Spirit lives in your heart, we have an antenna that receives signal from God. Uh, you know, I'm a ham operator, 
And, you know, we can tune the dial in to find different messages being sent through the airwaves. But if you're a Christian, you should have an antenna that hears directly from God. And so we can know when the times are, the seasons are, so to speak. No one knows the hour or the day, but we can see where we're at. Okay, so that's kind of what I want to give to you. I'm not going to be very long. Uh, I am going to preach on this. I'm going to teach on this here as soon as the Lord gives me the green light on that. I only preach what God gives me. He told me to put this out, so I'm putting it out. And I just want to give you a brief synopsis on, on what is happening and what the possibilities are uh, that's going on. Yes, things are extremely bad right now, more so than what people understand or think. Uh, as I told the church not too long ago, Americans has this mindset that, you know, tomorrow is going to be the same as today. And the scripture tells us clearly to boast not about tomorrow because we do not, do not know what a day may bring forth. Things can change so rapidly. Um, we all know this who's lived in this life for very long at all. If there's one th thing that we know, it's that things can change immediately. I mean, let's face it, we're sitting right here on the brink of a possible nuclear war. The worst case scenario, the fears of everyone, right? The annihilation that can take place. What's to say tonight, tomorrow, or the next day, a rocket could not come into the American airspace? Do you really think that's not possible? Um, let's just be real, and I'm not preaching politics here we have a very weak government, a very weak administration right now. Nobody uh, is really respects the United States. We're taking a back seat to everything that's going on. We're letting others lead. We're trying to give things to our enemies who wants to kill us. Those are the facts. Those are the facts. That's not a Republican or a Democrat statement. That is just the facts. We want to give billions of dollars who, to people who rattle sabers every day and chant death to America. I don't understand it. The abnormal has become the normal. Yes, we live in a society, as the scripture says, people will begin to call evil good and good evil. A, a society of disbelief, a society of people who knows not the Lord, nor cares to know. Um, there, and we're, we're going to talk about this here in just a little bit, but um, people who try to create their own religion without truly being saved or converted in their heart. I tried to do that before I got saved. I thought I would take my family to church, and I thought I would be a good guy because I went to church and I tried to take my family to church, but I wasn't saved. That didn't happen till later. And so when the scripture talks about a people who... Uh, and I'm, I'm just going to read this to you, okay? In, in, in 2 Timothy, I like the books of Timothy simply because he's a very young pastor. The Apostle Paul was in prison at this time, and, and he knew that he, he had to, to leave, pass the torch, so to speak, to somebody he trusted who could carry on and protect the church from the heretics and, and, and the false prophets that were trying to invade it and destroy Christianity, he knew that Satan was on the move to try to destroy Christ's message to the world, which he failed and will fail. 
But Timothy was a very young and timid pastor, and Paul said this to him in the third chapter of 2 Timothy. He said, and I'm going to read this and we're going to pick it up a little, pick it out a little bit. But he said, but know this, in the last days, perilous times will come. What's the last days? The last days are are considered by theologians to be since the day that the Holy Spirit came into this world. Right at the day of Pentecost, when the disciples were all gathered together and the Holy Spirit came and indwelled them, that began the days of the church. That began the last days up to where we're at right now. People's been preaching, you know, the world's going to end for a long time. But we have got to take an honest look at things and really put it into perspective on where we're at. Paul just told Timothy in the last days, perilous times will come. Okay. And what makes it perilous? Sin. It's a really a very basic problem. The unconverted heart, the heart that becomes decadent and dark and evil, lusts for things. People who are violent, violent crime is is at an all-time high where you have domestic violence, human trafficking, which my daughter has to try to help in that arena in the job that she has. Children being molested, people killing one another, left and right, people cheating one another. Now listen to what it says. It's sin that does these things. It's sin that's created this thing in Ukraine. There are so many layers to this onion, so to speak. We don't really know what is going on over there and why it's going on over there. We're being told certain things, but we do know this, that a nuclear superpower is at war and we are about to engage and and we've already been threatened. And do we think the person who's at the helm over there, uh, Mr. Putin, do we think he's capable of pushing the red button? Absolutely. Do we think it's going to happen? We believe it's going to happen at some point because of what the Scripture says. The Scripture doesn't say nuclear war, but we're going to get into this here in just a minute. But it does say the elements are going to melt with fervent heat with a loud noise. I think from coming from a man in archaic times such as 2,000 years ago, and you're trying to describe something, that, that sounds pretty accurate. For men will be lovers of them own selves. That's the first sin. Self-love, narcissism. Narcissism is, a, is at an all-time high. Uh, we all love Facebook, and that's a great thing, but narcissistic people, you know, it's a, it's a platform to be CEO of self, right? Narcissism, people that loves themselves. And the love of self is basically what Satan got Satan kicked out of heaven for. Pride and love of self. But when you love yourself so much that you don't love others and you pursue selfish ambitions at any costs, that, that's what's going on in Ukraine. Lovers of money. Money is not a bad thing to have. It's when money has you. The love of money is the root of all evil. Not I've heard people misquote this a lot in my life. Money is the root of all evil. That's a false statement. It's the love of money. 
the quest to make money. I watched people and have watched people ruin their families, ruin their relationships, ruin their marriages, ruin their own lives because the only thing they want to do is pursue the dollar. It's the utmost important thing to them because they want, they want, they want, they want, they lust. It's selfish ambition, you see. This is going on in Ukraine. Boasters, those are people that are prideful people. Look at me, the sin of Satan himself, right? Proud, the proud, the, the, the prideful are unable to be dealt with. They're, they typically have a problem, problem with two words. I'm sorry, no humility, the inability to be humble and humble themselves and see another's viewpoint and compromise. Blasphemers, people who will blaspheme God, even the Holy Spirit, and will blaspheme those that go to church and, and do these kinds of things because they are, their God is self and they don't understand how anyone could ever bow the knee. So they just blaspheme anything that's good because it doesn't suit their agenda. Disobedient to parents, you know, that's very critical because if you won't obey and listen to your parents here on earth, how in the world would you ever obey a God you've never laid your eyes on? Unthankful. Man, the beginning of holiness is thankfulness. The ability to be saved comes from a thankful heart. You know, a, 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 a heart that says, yes, God, thank you for what you've done for me. The ability to see yourself for who you are, that you would have absolutely nothing if it wasn't for the hand of God providing it. And then not even thanking God for your food that you eat every day or the house that you live in or the love that's in your life. The, your life in particular, the ability that you have to even walk on this planet belongs to God's love for you and his creation in you. And yet we fail to see that. Unholy, unloving, unforgiving. Oh man, grudge holders. Do we know a bunch of them? Slanderers without self-control. No self-control. Whatever my eyes want, I'm getting it. I can't control myself, so we have addictive behavior problems. We have people, you know, addicted to drugs, addicted, addicted to alcohol, addicted to gambling. Gambling, you know, there's an addiction right there that doesn't have a, a really a touch to it, a taste to it, a smell to it. It's just a, a spiritual thing, you know, and we have yet we have people addicted to such things without self-control, despisers of good, traitors, people that have a hard time being loyal, right? Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. This is truly an epidemic pandemic in this world right now. It's all about pleasing oneself at any cost. You'll sacrifice going to church to please yourself. You'll sacrifice praying because you've got other things to do, right? Listen to this, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. I believe this is probably the number one pandemic in the world, spiritual pandemic in the world right now. Listen to this again, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. What that statement means is this, people develop their own religion and try to make themselves good without being converted by God and indwelled by his Holy Spirit, you, you still, you're, you're just trying to train yourself to do good instead of being good. That is probably the biggest spiritual issue in the church and in the world today. The ability 
of people to not the the inability of people to 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 be able to see truth and be converted and be saved and born again being born again is a real thing i experienced it every true christian experiences that you can't be good without being good but yet that's probably one of the biggest spiritual pandemics there is and when you deal with people like that typically they're vicious people they go they might even go to church but boy you would never know it because they're mean spirited they're hateful they hurt people they say mean things there's no love in their heart because they're not converted they're just trying to form their own religion but denying the power thereof and the apostle says and from such people turn away don't even be with them because it's a contamination on you. And then it goes on to say that in verse 7, it says they would always be learning, but they would never be able to come to the knowledge of the truth. These end times, perilous times, people. Man, does that not describe us? We got people with, as I say, more degrees than a thermometer, but they can't accept the simple truth that Jesus Christ died for their sins. They can't, they can't, they can't see that. So we begin with that. What's going on over there? Uh, what, what could possibly happen? Um, my goodness. I, and, I'm, and I'm just going to go through this very quickly, okay? Um, we, we know that uh, John describes what a, a lot of people believe is a helicopter. A lot of, a lot of theologians believe this. Uh, that, that it could be a helicopter uh, in the book of Revelations. He talks about these locusts rising up off of the ground, um, uh, you know, and, and in their stings, uh, they have uh, the ability to hurt men for many months, okay? Um, he says this in Revelations chapter 9, 17, And thus I saw the horses in this vision, he says, those who sat on them had breastplates uh, of fiery red. And then he says, uh, he talks about a third of mankind was killed and by the fire and smoke and brimstone which came out of their mouths. And it says, uh, for their power is in their mouth and in their tails. He goes on again to talk about the tails in this again. And the tails have these stings in them that can do harm to men for many months. But he goes on to talk about these locust-like things that would raise up off the ground. They had faces of men. They had breastplates of iron. And their wings were the sounds of many horses running into battle. Many horses, many chariots running into battle, which would, which would be that sound that a helicopter makes. And then he says, in its tail, it had stings to hurt men for many months. So could this be that? Yes, absolutely so. Over in the, um, the, in, in the book of 2 Peter, uh, he begins to talk about uh, the elements, uh, the elements. In 2 Peter 3.10, he says this, he said, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. That means nobody's ready for it. Nobody's looking for it. Nobody is expecting this because of lack of belief. If people truly believed then they would be always looking and always ready. But because the world is in this state, I mean, it is truly a difficult thing to get people to come to church, to get people to believe. People are so focused on their life. They are not ready for what's about to befall them, you see. 
But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which, listen at this, the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. A loud noise, fervent heat, the heavens shall pass away. Heavens, there are three heavens described to us in Scripture. A lot of people say, well, there's only one heaven. Well, there's three. There's the air we breathe here, and then there's terrestrial and celestial, the moon and the stars, and then there is heaven itself. But the, the two heavens, the, 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 these heavens will be burned up. The elements, the elements around us will be burned up, and everything that's in the earth, this loud noise, um, again, most pe people understand when we start rightly dividing the word and putting all these prophecies together that this is probably could be speaking of nuclear war. This is exactly what would happen to the earth, right? Is if you had, you know, the United States has uh, enough nuclear weapons to destroy the, worth, the world how many times over? Uh, combine that with Russia and China and all these other places that's got them that we don't even know about. So could that be? Absolutely. Absolutely. It very well could be. Um, Zechariah talks about, uh, in, in the chap, uh, 14, the 14th chapter of Zechariah, uh, he talks about a plague, he calls it, but it says in that day, in this war that God would smite these people and, 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 the, and listen to this, their flesh shall consume away while they stand on their feet. And their eyes shall consume away in their holes, and their tongue shall consume away in their mouth. Uh, you know, a lot of people believe that to be the hydrogen bomb. That, that I believe it's the hydrogen bomb that burns up the, the oxygen in the air. And, you, you know, you're actually, uh, you know, your lungs catch on fire, your eyes melt. I mean, you just, you get completely consumed by this thing. There are so many things that the scripture points to. There's so much that we can look at um, the fact of the of the the the, the two hundred million man army. We 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 see those kinds of numbers lined up with China and Russia and now Iran in this axis of evil, if you would, who really want to take America out and Israel. And we have always got to keep our eyes focused on Israel. But this huge army. The player, all the players are in place right now. Everything that should be in place, according to the Bible, is in place. So could we be? Yes, we could. Are we describing ourselves correctly? Is the, is the Bible describing ourselves correctly? Listen at these evil fleshly things that would be evident in the last days. Adultery. Would you say that's evident? Fornication, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of rash, wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, and I've told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I mean, this is amazing stuff. Are we set up, are, is, is the things going on in the world right now a biblical, per, in biblical perspective to be the end times? Absolutely. Do we know that to be right now? No, we don't. 
We don't even know why they're doing what they're doing over there. We have so much lies and propaganda. It's hard to see the truth in all this. But is all the players in place? Yes, they are. Is all of the, the biblical descriptions in place? Yes, they are. The world being destroyed by fire, a loud noise, melting the elements? Yes, that could happen. Is, is the army set in place? Yes, they are. Is a person, you know, you know, in Daniel, he talks about the feet of iron mixed with clay, right? Uh, a, a weakened Roman Empire, which is the European Union. It's not as strong as the first empire, but it, it is definitely the old Roman Empire, but weakened because, you know, there's so many different countries now that make up that old Roman Empire. Is it in place? Absolutely. The European Union exists. Um, could this be the epic war that we're looking at? Yes, it could be. Is there a man that could rise up and bring this uh, alleged peace agreement, this seven-year peace agreement, which is only really three and a half, and then it's going to be hell on earth? Yes, that could happen. You know, we're, we're seeing world leaders trying to rise up and stop what's going on right now. But what if this epic thing takes off? Could this person come and set up a peace? Yes, absolutely. Do I think the Antichrist could be in the, the embodiment of the Antichrist? Could he be in the world today? Absolutely. Yes. I think the Bible, all the descriptions and all the prophecies in the Bible point to us in this generation right now. We have the capability of doing these things. So just a brief overview without going into real great detail. Um, yes. Please be ready. The pastor in me wants to tell you, the Christian in me, please be ready. Get yourself right with Jesus Christ. Come to church. Not be, I'm not trying to twist your arm into it. I'm trying to sound an alarm. Be ready. We have so many parables in the scriptures that point to us to be ready and have our lamps trimmed and burning bright. Don't miss this train that's coming. If all these things are correct, and this could be that time in our, in, in, you know, coming to pass, then the, the next thing that would be happening would be the removal of the church of Jesus Christ. We call it the rapture. The word rapture is not in the Bible, but the calling away of the church is, and we are told that that will happen. Please be ready. Ready yourself. We don't know. We can only prepare and be ready. Get serious with God in your relationship with Him. Be a soldier of the cross. This is Pastor Jay of the Big Woods Church. God bless you. I'm praying for everyone who listens to this.